0: Here it is. We're back, based in Miami.
1: Do you know what that means? What does it mean? Please tell me.
0: I know you tell me.
1: Mm, um, another another day, another dollar, another new episode of these two girls just you know having some conversations, chatting it up with some really interesting people. This episode in particular has some something something a little different to it. If I do say so myself.
0: Yeah, most definitely. So. The whole motive of this show of Base Miami is highlighting the Miami music scene in LA and across Dub Lab oh, listenership. Absolutely, and today we have two artists, two separate artists that have the same upbringing. They, well, I wouldn't say the same upbringing, but were tapped into the Miami music scene. You know, know their way around that circle, and have now have now transitioned into the LA music scene. So you'll get. Kind of a new perspective than you normally do on base, which is really exciting. And you'll hear about compare and contrast, quite literally. Compare
1: and contrast. It reminds me of Jordy's story of how she left me for LA.
0: Kind of exactly like that.
1: (laughs) Um, But without further ado, that's what I was trying to say. uh, We have two girls in our virtual studio by the names of Hira and Kalika hey
2: guys hi
0: (laughs) hey guys thanks for joining us today we're very hyped to get you know some more context on who you are a little bit more about your music
1: we're also really hyped to have some girls these days i feel like our shows are so male dominated and it's just it's wearing us down these days yeah we need girls we We need this feminine energy that's why we've got two a twofer
0: Super. Well, tell us, you guys. So, were you both born and raised in Miami, or what is your, you know, kind of background with the Miami area?
3: <laughs> um, so I was born and raised in Miami. Um, I was born in Miami Beach, like in the hospital there, and then I lived in the same house my whole life. Um, and throughout college too, I. I uh, went to middle school for like performing arts and then I went to New World School of the Arts Ooh. for high school and then in college I went to the University of Miami and I studied music business there so I just kind of lived in Miami for 22 years or 23 years of my life um, and then I moved out here uh, last September so I've been in LA for like almost a year now but I'm definitely a Miami girl <laughs> at heart
0: right and you can't really leave that like my if you're a miami girl that's that, that's no that. Where you are.
2: Exactly.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> and we love the you that's where we also went. everyone by the way and also we also studied music when did you graduate i was
1: 2018 oh wow yeah that so wasn't that was far from us two
0: two years older than us or two yeah. years before us so we kind of had we crossed paths that's really fucking cool at some point probably some point. yeah that's so cool sick we love that music school. Um, what about you, Hiron? What about you in Miami?
4: Yeah, so I grew up there, but I was born in Nicaragua. But, I, you know, I moved there when I was like three and a half. So very, very small. So I could say like Miami is my home, primary home. Um, and, you know, I went to middle school there and elementary and high school. Um, and I was also part of like the performing arts, but it was television production. Um, so sort of like TV stuff. Uh, video stuff. That's like kind of my background. Um, but I actually left Miami um, in 2016, when I moved to New York uh, for school, and that's where I went to college. But you know, every time I got the chance, I would say like every month, I would go back. Um, to Miami and just like hang out um, and that's when I started ac- getting acquainted with the music scene through my friends and that's kind of my I guess my backstory with Miami so yes I am a Miami girl you can hear it in my accent every time I go anywhere I get like oh are you from Miami or you know I like call someone and it says 305 and I'm proud of that area code <laughs> yeah I'm like, yeah, you know where I'm from, <laughs>
1: I can, but I can 100% yeah. hear it in your, in your, when you say like, and I'm like, oh, I
4: love it. Yeah. It's, it's hard to get away from. I mean, I don't want to, but, but yeah, so I recently moved to LA in, um, actually in January. Um, so yeah. I'm, I'm going to be over here, but it's, it's really nice. And then we went into lockdown. So I've just been really getting to know my, my place really
0: well. <laughs>
1: Getting to know your well, I mean, you had just moved there, so what better time than now? Or, I mean, now it's freaking nine months later, but (laughs) um, you guys have pretty, pretty like I wouldn't say like super similar backgrounds, but it's funny that you both like grew up in Miami, you both have like art backgrounds, Calica has a thorough music background, um, and I guess the question that's been pressing me. Which, you know, maybe I should have waited until the end to ask, but what made you guys make the leap to LA?
3: Um, For me, I was like heavily uh, influenced by my producers that I normally work with. They were also um, Miami born and raised, and they moved out to LA about two years before I did. Um, So I would be like back and forth working with them a lot, like from Miami to LA, and they kind of just convinced me to to go for it, and I gave myself a year to save up after I graduated um, to come out here, just because, like, I feel like there is definitely a scene in Miami. Um, there's less of a scene for, like, indie pop music mm-hmm. compared to LA, especially. It's just, like, there's so many rooms here, like, in writing sessions, and just, like, people... Doing the thing, um, so I wanted to just be like yep. kind of surrounded <laughs> by that. Um, also, That's I cool. lived in Miami my whole life, and I was definitely ready to like explore the world.
0: So and yeah, something new, right? That's so cool. At least that we know a little bit more about. You know, there is a niche of Miami artists in LA. It's it's honestly hard to find. I know a few names that kind of float, but like have accumulated in their like. You know in an LA scene, but it seems like you have like a set group of people that all came from the same place.
3: Yeah, we have like a solid crew out here of like Miami people, um, which is pretty rare. But like they're they're around. Like and then when when you meet, like when you're at a party, obviously not right now, but when I moved here days. before before COVID happened, um, like all the Miami people kinda find each other and like it's kinda cool to meet other people from Miami that like you had no idea, like you didn't meet them while you were living there um but yeah yeah we need a collective don't we like <laughs> Miami
1: turns LA wait what about you Hira? what what made you make the leap
4: so mine was kind of I would say like accidental um I actually was living in New York um and I got like a job offer Um, for, you know, the company that I work for, uh, you know, I guess like my Miley Cyrus to my Hannah Montana. Um, And uh, I moved to SF. And as I was living there, you know, some things came up and I would visit LA a lot throughout throughout like fall 2019. Um, And it just kind of, you know, it just kind of happened. I kind of found myself living here in in January. Um, So it was super accidental. Like I had no plan. If somebody would have told me like, you're going to be living in LA, um, in 2020, I would have been like, what? <laughs> like, California? Um, but definitely, um, you know, I would, I'm very happy this is the way it ended It ended up turning out.
0: Yeah. I guess that was it the next like- question. Like, what a- has happened since we moved out here? Obviously, the music scene is a re- in a, a really interesting place because progression of live shows isn't really happening. Most things are digital. But you guys are young and, and fresh, so I think the digital space is kind of your your place to thrive anyway. Do you see, you know, a larger digital community in LA opposed to Miami or how, how do you kind of navigate that?
4: So um, I'm still figuring out the internet if I'm completely honest with you. <laughs> I know Calica's a little better at that. <laughs> Her story is really cool. Um, but yeah, I guess like there are no shows. Um, I had kind of taken a, I do you say hiatus? Right. Like I had taken a hiatus um, from music 2019 and um, changed my name from Dragon Fox to Hyra. And just really, you know, once I released my first song, I was like, well, there's no shows. I can't, you know, the only way to connect with people, especially since I don't really know anyone here in L.A. It's kind of just me. Um is through, is through, like, digital digitally, like, social media and stuff like that. So I guess that's the, been the way that I've been able to really keep myself in tune with not only the crowd in Miami, but just, like, new listeners in general.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I guess it's a great way to connect with other people, especially here. What about you, Calica?
3: Um, so when I moved out here last September, I was, like, lucky enough to be able to play two shows here before everything kind of shut down. Um, so that was super nice and I miss playing live so much. That's like my favorite part of everything. Um, but since then I kind of took a little hiatus as well, like for coat, like when we first found out about, um, coronavirus, I went back to Miami for three months. Um, so I spent March to June there or March, March through May there. (laughs) And, um, I kind of was just like bored out of my mind and started a TikTok. Um, and I had been so hesitant to do that because I thought it was going to be like super cringy, but then I was just like, all right, well, I guess I'm doing it. Um, and it kind of took off a bit. Um, so that, yeah. And that's just been ridiculous. It's like, I (laughs) am finally reaching like all of the fans that I've been trying to reach for so long and everyone's really cute on there and like commenting really sweet things. And it's just been kind of keeping me going and, like it's also kind of like it kind of leaks into everything else like through Instagram growth and like Spotify numbers it's just like everyone on TikTok is so like hungry for for content and for music and i think it's been like a huge boost to my career like just having that throughout this time for sure it's i've seen like the most growth that i've ever seen through like during coronavirus which is absolutely insane cuz i know it's like super tough for a lot of people um yeah. But yeah, just online I mean, and digital stuff has been crazy helpful for me recently. Yeah,
4: and I, I agree with online, I guess. like My story wasn't, um, I guess, through social media, but I have experienced the most growth through coronavirus, which is totally weird. Um, mine has been through um, a lot of Spotify placements, which is something that I you know, was always a goal of mine when I'd see my friends get, like, on Fresh Finds or, and or, like, different playlists that, like, really target, like, the niche audiences that would listen to, um, I guess, our music, my music. Um, so that's kind of been, like, a big, huge boost for me, um, just being able to, to get on those and have, like, new listeners. And, you know, you can go through the back end and see, like, oh, my God, like, why do I have an audience in Germany? Like, yeah. I wasn't expecting that. Or, like, Indonesia, oh, like... Good what or like that kind of thing and just really you know like at least for me now um through that that platform like I know where people are listening which is um so great uh and yeah
3: that's it
1: (laughs) yeah I mean the the thing with with like the uh, it's just so funny because like even with us and like our podcast show um this We, we posted on Spotify, we posted on, it stays on the, on the archive at Dublap, but when we check the specs for, for Spotify, we always, like, every once in a while, get, like, one random listener from, like, Switzerland, or, like, Germany, and we're just, like, how did you find us? Like, what did we do here? And you just want to, like, tap into that so hard, like, now that you have, like, the concrete information that says, like, hey, you made it this far, like. You're just like I need to do that again.
2: Yes, yes.
1: It's like it's all of this like information, and you just like want it more.
0: You guys are tackling like two really important parts of growth for you know emerging artists, which is playlisting and social media engagement. So it's cool to just see those like concrete (laughs) examples that you guys provided, and and honestly, I'm sure has correlation with you guys, you know, making a leap and taking a chance on your artist careers did you feel like it was a big chance that you you were investing in yourself by moving across the country and like starting something new oh
3: definitely yeah I think I hadn't really considered myself like an artist artist until like senior year of college like when I met my producers around that time um, and I just kind of decided, like, okay, I am young, I only have, like, a very small window of opportunity to, like, do this like, I'm gonna regret it for the rest of my life if I don't do it now, so, like, let's just go for it, <laughs> and move across the country, and try to do the artist thing. What about you, Hire? same like, the same chance and, like, investment,
0: is it, does it feel large, or how does it feel for you?
4: Mine has been like, you know, I've kind of saw like, um, I guess when I first started doing, I guess, music and really putting myself out there, I got really lucky. Um, And so I felt really empowered by the group of friends that I had actually in Miami, which is when I started the project. Um, And they supported me throughout, you know, all the cities I went through. So their name actually is Our Camp. They're a really cool collective. I don't know if you've heard of it um, in Miami. And they were really the ones who really held my hand and, Just allowed me to be myself while guiding me at that moment in time, Um, all throughout like New York, while I was in Miami, um, even when I was in SF. And despite us not, you know, me not being part of the collective anymore, I could say that it didn't feel as big of a risk because I had such a great network of people really promoting my growth. Um, At least now that I guess I'm a little bit more independent, where it's really just like myself making the moves and doing everything just you know like editing my own videos, like doing the songs, writing, like all the visual stuff like for the first time. Like now is the time where I feel very like vulnerable. Does that make sense? Like I'm already in LA and this is the place to be, but I guess because I see this being a you know a path that's a little bit more concrete than the place that I was in twenty eighteen, like now I'm like, oh wow, like I gotta take this way more serious than, you know, I originally had from the beginning. On
0: yeah yeah that's another point that we always talked about with shows like LA music scene absolutely there's more people out here trying to do this and grind it at times can feel more competitive like have you guys felt you know more people in your lane of, of like opposed post in Miami where you kind of
3: stand out as a unique entity um yeah for sure it's, I feel like it's always a fine line between like super inspiring and like super scary seeing all the people around you succeed um especially in LA because like everyone is out here doing the same thing and trying to succeed in like the same genre or like writing the same type of music and stuff it's it's tough but I think it's more motivating than anything because it's just like you see somebody else doing so well and you're like wait I have the same capability and like we can all succeed together and like lift each other up instead of like viewing it as a competition um and like just kind of reminding yourself that like success is for everyone and like just because someone is like popping off right now doesn't mean that like your moment won't come you know yeah, yeah,
4: I totally, totally feel that 100%. It really it, like it's motivating to see especially um, other female musicians like Calica and a good friend of mine, Maya, you know, like seeing how they're so confident in like releasing their their music, at least for me is like, yeah, you know, I also want to be part of that energy. Um, So definitely scary, but 100% motivating.
3: Yeah, to totally. Read. I also feel like of my friend group out here is male. (laughs) And (laughs) yeah, it's so hard to find females like that are also doing the thing. And like, just, I don't know, female friends in the music scene are like few and far between, especially when like all the producers are dudes mostly. And so it's nice, like connecting with other girls that are like fucking awesome. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) I mean, I'm, I'm glad that we have you both, like, in here, especially since we found out that you guys don't even know each other in person, but, like, and that will be happening soon, but it's just, like, I mean, even in general, like, outside of the music scene, it's the girls just know, and, like, they have this energy, and, like, we're, for the most part, like, super welcoming and, like, embracing and... I don't know it's it's a different kind of energy than like obviously working with men all the time Um, so I mean that's also why we brought you guys on because we we needed a change of pace and we needed to hear more uh, you know female-led stories Um, with that being said maybe we should play some songs
4: Hi, y'all, this is Hyra. You're about to listen to Sad Lullaby and Where We Can't See for Base Miami on Dublab.
2: so the that's where you can't see boy slipping further 10 meters deep so intoxicated i'm feeling a little weak oh and i'll be sweet to you far from anything cruel focus on us too we could take it slowly hold it hold it For a moment You could stick around as long as I'm there Real you like it where it's going The dust where you can't see, boy Here I live reminded of your kiss Seeped into my mind, tearing my heart of smaller pieces Poisonous, it cuts down on me Hurt my reasoning, took me away to fantasy Oh, and I I'll be sweet to you, far from anything true. Focus on us too. We could take it slowly.
4: She's cute. Okay. Hey, you just heard Sad Lullaby and Where We Can't See um, for Bass Miami on Dub Lab. Um, I guess I'll explain what Where We Can't See is about and where that came from. So that's actually quite a sexy song. <laughs> which, um, yeah, which me in real life is like, I'm super stiff and like awkward. So the fact that I was able to write that was super empowering. Um, so the song is about, I guess, um, that moment in time when, I guess, two people who are in a relationship are, I guess, like, you know, like courting each other. Um, and I really took an approach to write the song very, I guess, uh, in your face and strong about it in the feminine, like, uh, I guess, sexual stance, you know, yeah. um, very yeah. forward, um, which is how I was feeling at the time.
1: <laughs> Oops. <Ooh. laughs>
4: um, and I remember I was in the studio uh, with my producer, Mistrada, and I just started singing, like he pulled up the beat and I started singing it. And I wrote like the first, I would say the first verse, and then we put it away for like two months. And I came back to it and I just like sparked, I guess, that emotion again. And it, I just finished it in like less, like a couple, I would say like maybe an hour, which was really cool. <laughs> um,
1: Sometimes uh, you just have to put it away and like check on it later. I, yeah. I know the feeling. It's, it's one of those things where it's just like, you see it for too long or, or like, it's just not the right time. And then you pull it out later and you're just like, okay, I'm ready to kick this ass right here, right now.
4: Yeah, it was, it was totally like that. Like, right. Like it was out of nowhere. And it was it's especially like a very cool song for me just because it's influenced like from Estrada's Flume and um Kate Trinata influences on the production. And then I'm a huge fan of 2000, like early 2000s, early pop and R&B. Um, and that's kind of where that top line is rooted in. Um, and it just really gave me that like energy to be able to talk about things that I'm usually shy talking about I would say, like in person, in real life, like when I'm not being Hira, if that makes sense. Right. Um, so this song, when I listen to the song, I'm like, wow, like I really did that. I was able to express myself and like not feel weird about it.
0: <laughs> I love that. I love that music gives you like a window to be like you know speak up where you don't normally feel like you.
1: I mean, it's That's like nice. it's like Hira's your your alter ego.
0: Definitely, a hundred percent. So previously, before that one was released, you came with sad lullaby um so what where was the inspiration there it's a completely different sound but like obviously has the same attraction that this the the past one did what where was your inspiration here were you in a different place
4: yes so that song um is super playful and I guess um the way I envision my music is I guess like Hira as like a character um, like I'd say like a comic book novel kind of in my head um, I like envision myself through music so videos
1: weird. as you're as you're like saying that I was thinking of the song and I don't know why I thought of you as like a comic book like superhero like da, 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 da. I don't know why yeah it was, like, yeah it made sense <laughs> so that's
4: yeah that's exactly how I how I write I'm like ooh, what would like Hira be doing now I know that sounds like super whack but that's the way that it happens so At that point in time, it was, you know, inspired through, like, personal events. Um, At that point in time, I had uh, felt really, um, I guess, not okay with some things that had happened. (laughs) I'm being super vague, but, you know. (laughs) Um, And I really wanted to just have, like, a playful stance where I was able to, like, express myself without, like, any negative intention and just kind of vent, if that makes sense. Um, So the whole song is, like, written in this, like pop girl like you know i imagine like a pink car with like a flip phone and like fuzzy uh dominoes on the rearview mirror like that's kind of the world that song lives in um we need
1: an animator to like make this music video start
4: yeah if uh, yeah anyone listening if you want to take a stab at (laughs) animating that song that would be that would be awesome but yeah just i guess that's where that song stemmed from like it was definitely a from a dark moment but I tried to make it as fun as possible and sassy as possible because I'm actually a pretty chill person like I won't really raise my voice or do anything um anything crazy of the sort but when I was writing the song I was like okay like I need to express myself um in a non-negative way and that's that's kind of how how it happens and it's one of my favorite like the chorus is it's like you know I love Lady Gaga and she said pop up a poker face and I was like I'm a little monster. Like I will say, "Papa, pardon me." <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm <a little> monster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will like cry. I will like kiss Lady Gaga's feet. Like I love her. But anyways, um, yeah, that's kind of what sad lullaby is about.
1: I literally no. I just I can tell that like Hyra is literally like your alter ego. You keep on saying you're like yeah. Like me outside of Hyra, like I'm not like this. But Hyra, she's this, and it's just like that's you, girl. Like that's that's you just in a in a different in a different
4: light. Yeah, I guess I just really like separating, separating the two um, in my head. It just like helps me write better and it just gives me that extra confidence booster um, when presenting my music. Like I like I said, I really envision it as like, kind of like a movie is playing out, you know? Like it's not just songs to me, like it's, yeah. it's stories, yeah.
1: Calica, do you relate to this idea of Calica as like an alter ego or are you Calica like, the the singular soul
3: I feel like it's a little of both like I don't know (laughs) I think Calica is mostly me I kind of like don't really necessarily like when I'm writing I don't think oh like what would Calica do or like like stuff like that which I think is super cool I'm like a great way of like looking at it um but I think in a sense like I do like separating Calica as, like, just, like, I don't know. I feel like it, Calica is, like, a character that I play, not necessarily, like, an alter ego, but it's definitely not, like, yeah. Sophia. Um, But it is more tied to, like, my identity.
1: Does it, like, kind of tie into, like, more of, like, a performance art type situation? Or is it just, like, you being you? I feel like one of the things about your music, especially when I look at your TikTok, particularly when I look at your TikTok, which by the way, the first time I ever saw one of your, um, this song as a different song. Uh, I, I can't remember which one I saw. I think it was like a Lana Del Rey one. Mm-hmm. I saw it on Twitter. I didn't even see it on TikTok. Like somebody had cross posted it to Twitter. Wait, what? And then, yeah. And then when I finally like found you on TikTok, like throughout the, the myths of like planning all of this out, I was like, wait. I've seen this. Like, I know this content.
3: Oh my god, that's so um, wild! If you like know where that is, can you send me that? Because I like, I don't use Twitter, yes. but that's so cool.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna look in my in my likes. It was it was honestly like weeks ago.
3: Wow, I
0: think um,
1: you liked it too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I I saw it because I, I remember Calico from from the Floyd Show. But uh, I guess tying back into the original question, I was gonna ask you. Um, oh, I was gonna say that your TikTok. I feel like is very reflective of your personality and you were mentioning that like that has been like one of your greatest strides throughout this pandemic situation um what kind of like drove you to do these like covers because I feel like that's what's been getting like the most like the most positive reception on your TikTok it's these crazy little covers where you're like let me do this Roddy Rich cover as a dream pop song
3: yeah That was actually the first one that I did that like kind of popped off a bit. Um, And I just kind of did it for fun. Like, I just wanted to see if I even was capable of like just changing a genre completely. Um, And I think a lot of people don't necessarily like know how music is made or like how production is like how it works. Um, So I think people really gravitate towards that just because like they can see like piece by piece like how a song is put together um so it was more on just like a fun like I'm bored let me see if I can do this type vibe for me and then people were really receptive to it so I was like oh like sick like I'm just gonna keep having fun and doing this and and people really enjoy it so
0: yeah and I'm sure it's only helped like your artist project that attention that you've been getting from using other people's songs could only help people want to listen to your voice opposed to what they're used to you know what I mean
3: yeah, totally. And, like, it all kind of happened right when I released Superficial, and um, it was just, like, the best release I had had, like, thus far, just because I had, like, I was, like, marketing it on TikTok and, like, making little, like, um, videos about it, and people were watching my covers, and then they were like, do you have original music? Like, oh, my God, where can we listen to you? And I was like, actually, I have a single coming out, so it it worked.
0: I love that. When I see um, people promoting music on TikTok, not in the way where they're like telling their story through a video, not like that, but like, you know, finding ways to make original content to promote it. It's so natural to me. And like everything that creators do, it it just feels authentic, just like people having fun. And that's the energy that you give off with, you know, promoting yourself in that that way. Because I know that TikTok at one point was for like a younger crowd and now is for like actual music makers
3: totally it's like the fastest growing platform right now i also don't think it's going anywhere um
1: it's definitely not not. there's like the savage
0: love song that was just originated on tiktok is like now in the top 10 and it's, it's like the amount of people getting major label deals just via their engagement on tiktok it's, it's so ridiculous.
3: Cool. Yeah, one of my friends, Mothica, is like crazy successful now just because like her TikTok. She made a TikTok that popped off about her song, and like she like has all these like record deals now, and like is number was number one on iTunes for like a good while just from like all her TikTok engagement. Like she didn't have a label behind her or anything.
1: Yeah, the the mm-hmm. record industry is one hundred percent changing, and we've explored this in like past episodes. But I guess like as the pandemic has Gone forward, it keeps on changing, especially with like the progression of things like TikTok. Um, yeah. Who was it that actually I saw on my on my Twitter? Feed? Oh, that girl. This is so off topic, but uh, the one of the Demelio sisters. Oh
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. She Dixie. she has
1: like a single out now, and I saw an ad for it on Twitter, and I'm just like, what are you doing here?
0: Wow. Yeah. It's Dixie, and now there's like a remix. Dixie. It's so interesting. It's so what what? the need for like PR as an artist or the need for press is kind of just why even be pitching the platforms if you can be you know promoting yourself things are bending it's really cool to like watch it in action especially with your success on this platform but tell us a little bit more about like how you write a song take TikTok aside you know what it, what is your songwriting process and kyra will get to you with that one as well
3: songwriting usually starts uh just like i'll be playing chords in my room i like produce all my stuff as well um so i have like a little setup and i make all my demos in my room and then like i'll take those to like my producer friends and we'll all like work on them together and like pick sounds and just kind of make them fancier um but yeah i My album that I have out that I like released a million years ago was totally inspired by like a breakup that I had. Um, But recently, like my other singles have been just kind of about like other personal things. I feel like I write definitely from a personal place. Um, Like I have to have experienced it to like be inspired to write lyrics. Um, So yeah, I'll just like pick some chords, add some sounds, like make like a pretty full demo that I like, and then take that over to to friends and collaborate on it and stuff.
1: I always say this, I feel like every episode, because I'm not an artist, but I'm just like, I wish I understood like what goes on in the back of your guys' brain when you're just like, oh, I hear this and I want to put these words to it. It yeah. just seems like it comes so like naturally to you guys. What about you, Hira?
4: Um... For me, it's definitely a mix between personal and, uh, you know, personal storytelling, and then just narratives that I feel people should um, get to listen to. Um, I feel, at least for me, a lot of the songs that I love are stories that, you know, I can connect with. And um, I do a lot of reading, and I try to get myself as like, um, you know, I guess up to date with just different people's backgrounds and what they're going through, so you know, it happened to me um, with a song that I have coming up, um, hopefully, uh, this fall, um, that I overheard a-, a story that just like really struck with me. And I like stayed thinking about it with like, you know, with like, a you know, very intense thought for like, I don't know, like three weeks. And then I heard a beat. Um, and I was like, wow, I think that this this is the moment to share that story really inspire other people. Because, you know, I'm just one person, I, don't get to experience everything you know but I do think music is like a tool for motivating people and empowering others so you know yeah. I, guess, I guess that's like a story curator as well um <laughs> I know that's super funny but um... I, love, I love the
1: titles I'm just like story curator.
4: <laughs> yeah so that's I guess that's kind of the way I see myself but de- I mean definitely like for example sad lullaby and where we can't see our our you know personal um, so I guess it's a mix um, it also depends uh, for me I'm definitely more of like you know like a I guess like lyricism you know like um, I don't um, necessarily produce uh, uh, my songs at least the ones on that I've released under Hyra and yeah
1: um, I think now's as good as a time as ever to play some more music this time from our girl Kalika
3: Hey, this is Calica. You're about to listen to Superficial Love and Little Girl for Bass Miami on Dublab. you just listened to superficial love and little girl for base miami on dub Lab.
1: i know that little girl actually just came out pretty recently this was your latest track yeah i i saw the i saw like the the little rollout videos you did on tiktok i just like got stuck on your tiktok for a second and i was just like okay let's base the whole thing off of this but i love the content that you made and i love the message of the song and for the people who aren't familiar with you or the message of the song maybe you could share the little story behind it because it's super sweet
3: yeah for sure um so little girl is kind of like a super personal song um that I wrote about my dad um because I love him and he's great (laughs) and I was like in the midst of moving across the country I'm also like an only child so it was Like, difficult for my parents to, like, have me move, like, miles and miles away. Um, And my dad, like, kind of was taking it pretty hard. Um, So I wanted to, like, write him a song and kind of just, like, go through all the nostalgic things that we used to do when I was young. Like, we would go to the bay all the time. Um, And he is, like, a huge gardener. Like, he spends hours in our backyard just, like, doing things and planting flowers and stuff um so I like put that in the song too and obviously like he like bawled when he heard it that Um, video
1: I'm 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 literally like currently almost moved to tears but when I saw the actual video of like his reaction listening to the song I was like this is this is too much for my little heart to handle right now
3: (laughs) it's super sweet and wholesome and I like get choked up about it too if I like talk about it for too long but yeah, um, I just, like, wanted to put the song out for him, mostly, and um, also for my mom. It's, like, equally, like, about her as well.
1: That's touching, yeah. How was the, the reception for it? Like, as something, you know, we're already a few months into this, like, digital-only world of music, and you had your nifty TikTok tool, so how do you feel, like, compared to, like, your other releases, like, how was how the reception for this track?
3: Um, I mean, this one has done, like, the best by far. I think also because of the TikTok that I made, like, with my dad's reaction. Um, It's at, like, I don't know, 3.5 mil right now or something crazy. And, like, (laughs) he's, like loving it and hating it like he can't wrap his mind around the fact that like 3.5 million people have seen him cry (laughs) but it's, it's just like it's been really sweet especially all the messages that I've gotten from people that are like you know also love their dads and like also some people who have like not so great relationships and um I just have been getting a lot of like heartfelt messages in general about the song, which is like I've never like just like getting so many DMs about it um, is crazy, and I've been like answering as many as I can. Um, but the response has been absolutely wild, uh, and that's like mostly due to TikTok and stuff. So yeah, it's been it's been amazing. Um, and then like when E News reposted it, like that was crazy. Um, Wait, they posted so naturally like that, or
0: was there? you have a pr or was it just like they no, picked it, it up? Was,
3: i literally had no team behind the song and i released it except for me on tiktok yeah. <laughs> and like my distributor um like was like helping with like some playlisting but it was like all the publicity and stuff was completely organic which was insane um but yeah e-news got a hold of the tiktok that went viral and they reposted Aww. it on their instagram um and john krasinski reposted it on his like some good news Instagram oh my oh. god um so it was just like so much like so many people like that I reached with the song and I think it's just it's a really emotional and touching song so I think that's why I got like such a a crazy response
4: it's actually funny Kalika, that you you say that so funny story I was at home obviously because of COVID and I like watched this video and I started like getting emotional and then I was like oh my god this is Calica <laughs> I know her <laughs> Yeah, so you you definitely made me tear up, and I was and I love the song. It's really really nice.
3: Thank Aww. you.
0: <laughs> Since we can't be all linking up in person, like content is the way to bring people together, whether it's stuff that's relatable or just like absolutely out of the box, and, and you know makes yourself unique. Either way, like storytelling is absolutely essential. So I'm really excited to exp- like just see what that emotion you know brings out of other people what about this other song you know we we played both back to back tell us more about um superficial love
3: yeah um so superficial is a completely different vibe (laughs) it's it's definitely more More like synth poppy 80s and we were actually inspired by like a genre of music called city pop which is like 80s music that came out of um japan like during that time and it's just like the most fun it's like really amazing music so we wanted to like kind of write something inspired by that um lyrically it's called superficial love it's about a like kind of fake friendship that i like had at the time um oh yeah that i like wanted to write about because it was like at the forefront of my mind at the you know, at the time that I wrote it. Um, So it was about, like, some girl that I knew that I thought was a close friend, but then, like, found out that she was, like, kind of, like, talking shit on the side, which, like, hurt a lot, but I got a good song out of it. Um, And I also wrote that with Magdalena Bay, which they are an amazing duo, and they're also from Miami, and they moved to L.A., um
1: really oh my god we should have gotten them on the show too it would have been a treat. <laughs> yeah
3: her name is Mika and then um Matt is her partner and they're both awesome people and their music is sick like they make like some crazy synth pop stuff um but yeah they were like awesome to have on the track with me too so it was a really fun collaboration
1: is this by any chance the same girl that you wrote bitch about
3: no no different girl it's,
1: it's just, just my, curious
3: my ex's uh current girlfriend at that time so mm,
1: okay just curious because uh, on my on on the next episode of my tiktok excursion of your account i was like i'm like waiting for you were like posting the full story later and i'm like hmm, i wonder what the uh, full story no, is i
3: will have to post that that was like That was like my album drama from like three years ago, which now all of that is like totally fine and on my own good terms with my ex. But at the time I was not. (laughs) Like, Ketan, I love that you like did this deep dive. That's so sick.
1: You know that I get like stuck in like trances. I I just get stuck sometimes. And that's my problem with TikTok specifically. And that's why I do not visit the application as much as I should. Yeah, you like get
3: in like a four hour hole
1: and like not even realize. it's, It's painful.
3: I literally love the
0: dances, though, and it's, like, a really, like, unique way to visualize music. Like, dancing has always been, like, a really, you know, essential part of upbeat songs, but now it just seems like they go hand-in-hand. Hand. Like, there's no upbeat song without a dance. You know what I
3: mean? Yeah, for sure. It's,
2: uh,
0: there's just so many new ways to put music in people's palettes. which that's, like, a, you know point one of marketing but it's it's just cool to see it all happen unfold this way um okay I have a question for like both of you guys you know beside promoting our, on social media and playlisting are you guys working with other names or doing producing on the side I know both of you have some type of ear for that what is you know other ways that you're partaking in music right now
3: yeah so since I got back to LA like after my three-month thing in Miami um I've been working with, like, my main producers, Smile. They're freaking amazing and super talented. Um, We've been working on, like, our stuff mostly. But I've also been, like, with TikTok, um, like, doing a couple brand deals for songs that they – well, for companies that want me to write songs for them, which has been so fun and, like, super creative. And, like, also, like, kind of helping me to hopefully quit my (laughs) coffee shop job because I'm very close and I, like – can see like the end of the tunnel so hopefully that'll that'll happen soon um and yeah I'm also producing for this influencer um his name is Edward Zoe and he's like coming out with like a bunch of music um within probably 2021 and his stuff is sick and I'm super excited to be helping him with that but yeah other than that I've just been doing a bunch of sessions and collaborating with like people virtually and like socially distanced um so it's been a very busy time for sure hit the nail on the head with that one with that question perfect what about you Hira? Anything
0: in, in your anything
4: for me I just recently I guess like relaunched um my artist project with Hira so it's been very much like a getting to know myself exploratory kind of um deal for me um at this time like I haven't really done many sessions again it's just like me and my producer and that's we're really just trying to understand what it is that we're we're doing right so every song that gets written is just like uh, I guess like individual in the moment I'm definitely now that I feel a little bit more like I understand who I am and like what I'm trying to do um, even though I feel like I'll never fully really understand myself and what it is that my artist project is it's like ever evolving Um, I'm at I am at the point where you know I'm super excited to start um, especially since I just moved to LA like start getting in that I guess, session scene and just getting to know more musicians who, you know, I I vibe with and like, I see, um, you know, parallels or, you know, inspire me. So I guess that's where I'm at. Um, And I've listened to a lot of music like all day. So I guess that's, (laughs) um, that's a given, but just trying to get inspired through, you know, my favorite songs and stuff. I like that.
0: Yeah, that's an interesting point. Because like, as a musician, you're a fan first and you have that passion there. And I can tell the both of you do. So I would be like interested to know, this could be like a dual question because one part of it is like some of your favorite artists like that you grew up on. And then the other side of it could be some of like the like artists that influence you. We can take a second with it, but the music that has been really influential in, in starting chapter.
3: So for me, I feel like Production-wise, I freaking love Tame Impala. And Kevin Parker is, like, an absolute genius. And I love him. And he kind of, like, influences my production a lot. Um, not necessarily with the stuff that I, like, have just put out. But for my future things and things that I'm working on now, I think, like, they're definitely more um, production-heavy in that sense. Lyrically, I, like had a really huge Lily Allen phase, like, in high school, <laughs> and she, like, kind of influences my, like, kind of cheeky lyric choices,
1: um,
3: and... Realistically,
1: who didn't have a Lily Allen phase? Because I mean, I'm I still
3: in it. it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, her also, like, I love... I don't know, I just love so much music, but um, Omar Apollo is sick, Daniel Caesar, like... Uh, who else? um james blake i have so for savior and for that holy ep that's coming out that was like heavy influenced by james blake and it's like completely different than anything that i've put out recently and i'm so excited about it it's totally more like alternative like synthy vibes um and you'll hear it when, when we play savior which i'm i'm totally leaking that song but it's fine <laughs>
1: I'm totally into like the alt Cynthia vibes. Um, Hira, do you have your list compiled?
4: Yes, I do. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, so I think I mentioned before that I'm like a huge Lady Gaga fan. Um, like mm-hmm. huge. Like, you know, like Kalika said, she had her Lily Allen stage that she never got out of. I never got out of my Lady Gaga stage. Um, so I've been listening to a lot of Chromatica. Um, and I'm also heavily influenced by, like, electronic music as well. So I guess into that, like, I listen to a lot of, like, Peggy Goo. And she, you know, she, it's not, I it, it's not pop, right? It's electronic music, like, but at the same time, it heavily, I guess, like, influences the production. Um, and you'll you'll hear that kind of influence in Sad Lullaby, despite it being, like, a, a pop song. Um mm-hmm. And then also I've been listening to a lot of like Miley Cyrus. She recently released like her newest single, which was absolutely amazing. I was like shook by that one. Um, And then I listened to a lot of Spanish music like Atercio Pelados and Julieta Venegas. Mm -hmm. Um, And the way I listen to music is kind of funny. I have like this thing where it's like my favorite song of the week. And it's a bit unhealthy. Like I'll like listen to that same song over and over and over and over and over again just like that one weekend that'll be like my influence of the week or like my my I guess like my week-long soundtrack if that makes sense
0: as much as an album is so necessary and like really gives a glimpse of who an artist is like we live in a, a single world right now especially with streaming like
1: most you just get singles and singles singles and singles.
0: Singles, exactly or, or like eps but mostly i mean they were singles before they were in this ep so i mean for you guys what has been the most helpful for putting out music in terms of of listeners or getting you know new fans is it is it putting out a single and then seeing the reception and going from there or like does that album really take it to the next level for you
3: or LP, larger project? Um, so for me, I kind of, like, just hit the ground running. Like, I kind, I just released a full album, like, as my first thing, which, like, might not have been the best idea, but I just did it because, like, why not? Um, but now that I'm kind of doing more, like, singles on singles, I definitely see the benefits to kind of just going with that, like, short attention span type thing um Mm -hmm. the ep i'm super excited about and we're doing two singles off of that so it's gonna be like some more singles before i like release another full-length thing but um i agree like i think singles are kind of the way to go right now unless like there's just like a body of work that you like are really proud of and like you know then just The whole rollout, is its we're in a
0: difficult time for an entire rollout, especially without that live, which is so necessary with releasing a project, you know? Exactly. What about you, Miss? It's Hyra or Hira, like which one? Hyra. Hyra. Yeah,
4: so the name actually came from Hyrule, which is like Zelda, and I shortened it
0: and added a name, like an A. Yeah, so
4: Hyra, Zelda.
0: (laughs) I love that. Okay, cool. So... Now that we got that (laughs) figured out, tell us a little bit more about, like, your perception of, you know, this
1: game. Of distributing. Yeah. Yeah,
0: so
4: I've, you know, I've just kind of been riding the wave, like, um, since, like I said, I recently restarted um, my artist project with, you know, renaming, rebranding, I would, I guess, like, with Hyra. I used to be called Dragon Fox, you know, back in 2018 when I first Um, started releasing music Um, I really didn't know I guess the correct way quote unquote of like how to release music so I just kind of was putting out what I was feeling so I have like a whole like you know couple songs and like a 8 track like experimental EP but with under that name but at least now with Hyra like it's it's just been like you know I make that song and I'm like you know I really feel like people should listen to this one song that I made right now and that's kind of where I've been going. I have been considering, like, you know, I, I eventually want to release, like, a larger, more cohesive piece of work where people can really hear, like, I guess, like, I've been mentioning, like, stories a lot, but where they can hear, like, one train of thought really, like, panned out over a, a number of tracks. Um, but I don't necessarily feel like I'm there yet. And, um, you know, I really, I want to really find, I feel like if I do do that, um, anytime soon, soon, I need, like, a, a really impactful story that i want to like tell you know um i just don't like want to release and i'm sure like calico agrees with this it's like you know an idea that you feel really strongly about so for me i guess my my you know i'm trying like i said i'm trying to like get to know myself and it's really been through like just writing the single wave um just experimenting just with it by ear. yeah
1: yeah i feel that i feel like everything these days is just played by ear because the time goes by so quickly everything happens in like one millisecond so it's it's just fast paced short attention span like you said palica and just like riding that wave and the moment you know that you can like release a large project you're just like all right ready set go I feel like that's what I've heard at least from the from the people that we've been interviewing they've just been like um yeah we didn't really plan this we just released this full-ass album and like hoped for the best yeah um with actual, like, good reception, which is cool. Um, oh, wait. I was going to ask. Oh, so, Hyra, uh, I wanted to ask you, because I was genuinely curious, um, since, like I mentioned before, both of these gals, Hyra and Calica, both played shows at my dearly beloved uh, favorite venue in Miami Floyd, um, but Hyra actually played under a different moniker, as she mentioned, called Dragon Fox, and I just wanted to ask you what prompted this transition and what are the differences between Dragon Fox and Hyra in terms of like sound and feel and story
4: yeah so there's there's a lot of parallels between the two um i guess the main the main reason i decided to change the name was it just didn't feel like i was presenting myself in the most genuine me way, even though I mentioned I do see Hyra as kind of like this character, at the end of the day, it's like rooted in my personality and the areas where, um, you know, I feel like my music could help me empower. Um, so I guess Hyra is just like a more genuine version with Dragon Fox. I mean, even the name is like very, um, I guess, like movie like character um, and also the music I was making at the time was way more experimental. Um, then I guess the kind of route route that I'm taking now, um, like, at least with Hira, I want it, you know, I, I want it to be more like lyric heavy. I, you know, I want people, um, to really uh, get engaged with the song and like, be able to like, remember that, um, that chorus or that, you know, that melody line. Um, so I guess Hira is more of like my attempt at, I guess, like making the music that I listen to. Right um uh, or at least inspired by it and with dragon fox it was it was just i guess it was more of like a like a visual art and sound project where um it was definitely about the music but the visuals were definitely uh, driving the project as well more more than the latter if that makes sense
1: okay that i mean that makes sense to me especially like having Seeing your previous work as Dragon Fox, it definitely has like a different, has like a more like, uh, edgier I guess feel, and yeah, like a different, it had a different face to her, even though it seems like the same physical face, but like it's like (laughs) a different, um, different first impression you get.
4: Yeah, it was definitely a lot rougher, a lot darker, a lot edgier, like you mentioned, and those are still parts of me that I I love, but um that's not who I am on a (laughs) day-to-day you know and with this this new with this new project of course I wanted to you know really I guess like be myself as much as I can while still not having my real name does that make sense like Yeah, um, yeah yeah so it's more genuine but it's still character in my head but it's definitely more more genuine and more me like it's the closest the closest I feel comfortable to having like you know people that I don't know listening to my stories.
0: Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah, Hira feels like, you know, easier to portray since it is you and you're able to, like, produce more. So it, mm-hmm. it just feels authentic. I, I really do appreciate that. As well as the fact that you mentioned, you know, keeping things, you, you like those melodies or those hooks um, that you felt that Hira provides more so.
1: So what do we think about maybe playing a little bit of that unreleased track that we mentioned earlier
0: oh yeah yeah
4: yeah of course so with thunder which is the song that we're about to hear um i would say uh, and the reason why i wanted to play it was because i consider this kind of like the transitional song between i would say like what i guess the miami crowd kind of knows me as which is like dragon fox if you know if they've heard of me and Hyra, which is really the name I've like taken now. Um, I think it's a blend of my electronic and more darker sounds with the Definitely. pop stuff um, that I really enjoy listening to and um, that I'm putting at the forefront of my artist project right now. Um, so I guess that's why, that's a really fun one. I don't have a set date of when I'm gonna release it, um, but yeah, this is a song that I, uh, I guess was written and was made um, actually last, I guess, I would say like maybe like at this time last year I was already like not really active and like making I would say like thinking about releasing music under Dragon Fox but once once this song um got written and got made I was like wow like I it really took it ignited me to like take a step back and really reconsider like who I was like and, what and what I
1: Dragon did. Fox? Yeah, yeah
4: yeah so um so yeah and even the like lyrically the song is about like. You know, like overcoming like your own personal struggle, and like um, I hope you guys are able to like uh, hear, uh, I guess like the lyrics, so maybe you can get get a little a little bit of that. But feel. But, but yeah, it's, I mean, I definitely, definitely
1: I when that. I heard it, I heard the uh that that dragon fox the the Miami vibe. It was like a little groovier. It, it's like more. I don't know when I hear like something like a Miami quote unquote track obviously like the first thing you go to is like electronic something you can Mm -hmm. dance to something you can like vibe to um and I think this one this is it
4: yeah this one this one's really special to me it really like I guess it kind of like really blends like um you know all all the areas of music that like I'm interested in into like one
0: song right um yeah really really cool yeah, all of the influence you mentioned earlier i feel like this is the one that kind of reflects it the most but mm-hmm. you know, adds your own twist to it so yeah i'm excited to see where this one goes but also excited to give the listeners a little chance to hear about this one so
4: hey this is hyra you're about to listen to thunder for bass miami on dub lab
0: What is up everyone you're listening to based Miami on dub lab. We appreciate the support as always. You're listening to a dual interview with two separate artists, but the song that you just heard is an unreleased track from Hira. And we also have Miss Calica here with us as well. And we're playing both of their music, but yeah, that was a, a little taste of unreleased action from Hira. Um, and it's really cool because both of these artists are entirely from Miami, like which is kind of our motive, just showing Miami music in LA, but have now moved to LA. So we talked <laughs> about some of some of their experiences, right, Caterina?
1: Oh yeah, definitely some experiences. I kind of wanted to get a little more into this nostalgic vibe of maybe reminiscing on the good times in Miami before you guys left Um, I wanted to ask you like maybe if you had any of your favorite performances like live performances back in the olden days when people could actually see live music Um, here in Miami maybe if you have like a special venue or a memory that you'd like to share um, just to keep the vibe alive.
3: <laughs> yeah, um, for sure. I spent a lot of time at like Floyd and Space um, when I was in Miami. My manager at the time um, was like a part owner of Space. So I was like there all the time um, and loved Floyd. I love Space. I think like some of my favorite performances in Miami happened at Three Points when I went um, in 2019 I saw, like, so many incredible artists. Um, I saw James Blake there and Erica Badu and, like, Crangvin and Porter Robinson. And it was just, like, a lot of, like, amazing artists that I got to see at that festival. Um, And then, like, just in general, I feel like there's so many cute venues in Miami that, like, I was able to go to and just listen to a lot of, like, really good local music as well. And I miss it. I miss live music so much
1: i don't know why but every time I, we ask this question like pretty often obviously and i don't know why my brain always goes to Lanyap when people oh say God. cute venue totally yeah. <laughs> i was literally envisioning
3: Lanyap and like rosas yeah. oh, yes.
1: oh yeah i wouldn't say cute venue for rosas no, but
3: totally
0: yeah, to. <laughs> with, like such a big um scene for like the frost kids i don't know if was that during your era too U uh, M. UM? it would be like all frost people that i would go there to see
1: well because of the jazz of course yeah
0: what about uh, some la venues though like and what do you think the difference are between like a you know a, the same size la venue to miami venue
3: um honestly i feel like i haven't been able to explore that many um i played two shows in like some similar venues in la um and it was it was a similar vibe honestly i feel like everyone here is super receptive to live music and like most people in the audience at least here are also musicians which i think is a big difference from miami like it was just a lot of like party people and like people who like enjoy like the scene whereas here like at shows it's mostly musicians and like other people in the industry in the audience as well yeah that's a good point definitely
0: i've definitely noticed that yeah, and it's, it's from a different standpoint you know and yeah. those are people you can always end up working with 100 percent. what about you hyra in terms of venues and, and shows and, and both
4: so it's funny that you asked that question and um after hearing calica's response so the i, I would say that the first people or like venue that really gave me a chance um to showcase my music to the miami scene and i would say that opened the door uh, for me was floyd um uh via the three points open house um back in 2018 i remember that summer i like got the email like you had to like submit your song and, like, a little, like, explanation of, like, who you were. Um, and they, you know, curated, I guess, uh, these different artists to showcase, like, independent artists to showcase, like, who they were in the scene. And I remember getting that email and kind of freaking out over it because I had never performed, like, live, especially my music. Um, so Floyd definitely is that spot in my heart for just, like, the first people who were, like, kind of believed in me, you know? Um yeah. And uh, f- apart from there, like uh, I remember performing at The Love Below at Las Rosa. We
1: actually we had um, Pazmal and Berraca from The Love Below on our show a couple of weeks back. So That's awesome! And and we saw we saw we saw you did a little collab as Dragon Fox with them. So it's yeah. it's always nice to see like the community like connect in those ways. I'm like, oh, you know them or what have you. But I think one of the also really. Um, things to note i guess is one in this house we are three point stands all the way (laughs) um yeah it was actually david who brought us to you hyra um that's awesome he was the one who was like oh yeah she was dragon fox but now she's hyra you should check her out and i was like okay sending the dm right now (laughs) um but yeah he's he's definitely someone who's influenced the miami scene and like given countless and countless like opportunities to so many people down here um and honestly like inspires me to like even do this show but um yeah it's 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 all about the community down here and even though i'm sad to know that you guys are not here it's nice to know that we have some lovely talent representing on the other side of the country
4: yeah for sure I mean I feel like the Miami community like the musicians are like all very connected and supportive of each other it's really it's a really nice scene
1: since it's so underdeveloped and not like fully cultivated like everyone knows each other everyone like plays at the same spots everyone's like trying to hustle the same way um where in LA it's like a little more broad and a little more like finding your spot amongst so many other people trying to do the same thing as you I yeah. don't know if that makes any sense.
4: Definitely, definitely. Like the, I guess like the, you know, like togetherness and support that I've experienced when I was in Miami. And even now that I live in L.A., I would say like I'm still, you know, constantly keeping up with everybody that I know over there. Like it's super unique. Yeah. Um, and in LA I haven't really had the chance to, you know, perform live uh because of COVID. Um, but eventually when that day comes, I guess like I'll I'll test it out and see and come back to you guys with my
0: report. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think what you were saying, Katarina, like to bounce off of that, I think it's like one scene in Miami opposed to or like I guess not one, but like one um DIY, like not the not the club scene. Um opposed yeah. to in LA there's like thousands. of of different like
1: niches and like different like groups and collectives and this and that and it's a lot which of course like benefits you if if you are there and like doing your thing it's it's just I don't know I think there's pros and cons to like being in both areas I don't know it's been it's been really crazy like exploring like with I mean me and you Jay like talking to all of these people who have come out of Miami and, like, been trying to, like – or have made names for themselves, rather. I don't want to say been trying because they, they do make names for themselves. Um, just hear, like, the distinctions of, like, what they they feel for, like, different communities. Like, oh, yeah, when I lived in New York, blah, blah, blah. But now I'm here and this is what's happening. And it's it's just very distinct. And, I don't know, I always go on this tangent because I love this silly little city.
0: Truthfully, done. <laughs> really – Um, well, with that, we definitely, we have some more music, which is exciting. Um, I think this next one, obviously, Calica, I want you to like describe it, but it's cool because this was such a, you know, phenomenal song that I, everyone that's heard it was excited about yet never felt like too, too much, you know, not like a Drake or like a big pop song. So I think that is a really cool, interesting decision for a cover I want to hear more about like what inspired it and you know what led you to this song
3: yeah for sure Um, so that one Super Lonely in particular was one of my TikToks that I had made Um, and it was like that song was really popping off on TikTok um, at that moment in time. And it was like one of the top trending songs for like a hot minute. So I was like, oh, like, let me try and take this pop song um, and turn it into like a sad girl, like guitar indie track. (laughs) And so that's what I did. Um, I also did that one back in Miami. Uh, But the response to it was so good on TikTok. And like everyone was telling me to like put it on Spotify So I was just like, you know what, yeah, sure, here you go. So I put like, it's like a short cover too. I feel like it's only like a minute or two long on Spotify. But um, yeah, that one was kind of a silent release. Also, I didn't really post about it or like advertise it. I just kind of put it up there for like the TikTok people. And then it actually started like getting some plays and like playlisted on Spotify too, like aside from TikTok. So that was was pretty cool to see. Wow. That is crazy. It's
0: like, an extension of your personality and also like, you
3: know, using what's exciting at the time. It's got like millions of plays right now. It's like Gus and Binet, um, but it's like a whole, like whole different only. vibe. It's like, sounds nothing like <laughs> my cover of it. Um. That's
0: the best cover though. is like making it your own because that's, you know, you know that one on TikTok right now, it's like that Chris Brown Drake song, but like, it sounds completely like a whole new different song. Do you know what I'm talking about? I haven't I think I, it's no guidance. Actually, I know the name of it, but it's like a completely different song. So like that song is having a resurgence because of the cover. Yeah. Um. So we, well, let's play that one, and then we'll come back for the for the last.
3: Hey, this is Calica. You're about to listen to my cover of Super Lonely for Bass Miami on Dub Lab. I know I fucked up.
2: I'm just a loser. Shouldn't be with you. But I guess I'm a quitter. While you're at the drinking, I'm just you thinking about where I should have been. I've been wrong.
3: This is Calica. You just listened to my cover of Super Lonely for Base Miami on Dub Lab.
1: Amazing. That was so sweet. There's just something about that intro that just warmed my heart. Um, (laughs) Hey guys, you're listening to the last bit of Base Miami on Dub Lab uh, with our two lovely, lovely guests Hyra and Calica. If you don't know about our show and you're getting here at the last minute. First of all, shame on you. And second of all, um, we basically highlight Miami artists and we try to bring them to the attention of all the people of the Dub Lab community and beyond. Uh, actually, this episode in particular, we highlighted two Miami veterans who moved to LA and we thought it'd be a nice dynamic which it was it's, it's been really nice having both you um both you guys Hira and Calica on our show you guys are so sweet and your music is impeccable um like Calica just said you just heard a track called Super Lonely which is actually a cover of an insanely popular TikTok song apparently which I would have never guessed Um, and uh, because the ending part is just making sure
0: that everyone that's listening right now can keep up with you guys, you know, whether it be on social media or streaming your music or just listening to more. So, like, if you guys can, I know this is like always sounds so like it sounds like a spiel, but whatever way you guys can, like, you know, both of you can say where to find you, your socials, and also just anything that listeners can expect in the next couple months um that would be amazing because i want to make sure people can can be a new fan you know in the best most accessible way possible
3: hey guys This is Calica, so if you want to keep up with me and my music, um, you can follow me on my Instagram, it's Calica Music, I'm always on there answering DMs and talking to everyone. Um, Also my TikTok is it's Calica, and if you want to throw me a follow on Spotify or Apple Music, um, I'm on all streaming platforms as well, and that would really help me out as an independent artist, so yeah, I hope to see you guys there.
1: Support your independent artists that you love so much. What about you, Hira? Where can we Where can we hear you?
4: So you can actually, um, you know, stay connected with me on all socials like Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, and TikTok um, through at she is Hira. Um, So that's the one username for all the accounts made it super easy for everybody. Um, And yeah, if you want to support, you know, follow on Spotify, um, Apple Music, I have a SoundCloud as well, um, where sometimes, you know, I've been planning on putting stuff that maybe isn't going to get like, I guess, like mixed and mastered, but just little ideas that I have that I want to share with you guys. So yeah, she is Hyra on all platforms and then hire on spotify and you know like follow i'll hit you guys up
0: <laughs> like back <laughs> um are you guys this is like your first interview or it doesn't seem like it have you guys like
3: done interviews before i've done a couple like podcast interviews and
1: stuff oh, um, so you've, you've done this before
4: yeah not for me that's why i keep stuttering sorry
1: okay trust me it's 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 one of those things that either you're like naturally super good at or you sound like or you like work it out as you go which is kind of what happened to me when I first started going on the radio but like honestly it's never as bad as you think it is in your head I I 100% guarantee it like you're gonna listen back and maybe you might be like oh no but then the person sitting next to you is gonna be like what do you mean that sounds great
4: i mean i'm cool with it this is this is how i am in real life <laughs> <laughs> i haven't stuttered once like i really haven't clocked about yeah
1: you, it. <laughs> you keep on saying stutter but like i don't hear the stutter exactly. or maybe it's
4: because i talk in phrases i guess that's what i meant like i don't finish a complete thought i'll just like stop
1: <laughs> you're, doing well, great. You go on the you're doing great, great. You're doing
4: thanks crazy. everybody you guys are
3: so, um
1: Okay, so we got the plug. So before we leave everyone on this lovely Monday evening, Kalika has also decided to bless us with some unreleased track. An unreleased track by the name of Savior, which will be released sometime very soon, she says.
3: October, yeah, right? Um, October, probably first week of October. No, like, set, super set date yet. But yeah, definitely... October at some point (laughs) um yeah I'm super excited about it it's uh definitely different than most of my stuff that I have out um but I think people will really really enjoy it and it's totally like a more indie like synthy vibe um it's a project like a joint project with uh me and my friend Dan and he's an insane producer like super talented um so I can't wait for you guys to hear it and i um, leaking it because I'm so excited about it
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's what you get when you're an independent artist and you don't have anyone to answer to this is my music exactly so without further ado maybe we should say our goodbyes to our lovely listeners and we leave you with this
3: Thank you so much for listening. This is Calica, and you're about to listen to my unreleased single, Savior, for Base Miami on Dub Lab.
0: Yay. Hi, everyone. Thank you. We appreciate it.